Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening from uh, Radio Row. I feel, I feel very odd. It's I'm just very yelling, official. yelling into a void right now. How do I sound? Because now I feel like I sound weird. And you sound really good, actually. Great. I'm on, I'm on the uh, the professional broadcaster headset at home. Okay. I'm on yeah. one here in Los Angeles, California, at the Los Angeles Convention Center, Radio Row. And what is bizarre about this is it currently there's no like no one here. It's a whole convention. There, there's like I don't know, maybe nine shows. There's right. there's room for about eighty to ninety shows, and there's five to eight shows going on right now. And it's so still you're really early in the week is pretty much what you're saying. Yes, and it's also very early in the morning West Coast time. It's still like eight thirty in the morning West Coast time. So no one's even really here yet. But it's even then it's still distracting to do a show here because there's just people constantly like you know how the the sports talk ecosystem. It's much like the podcast ecosystem where it just you host a sports show, so then you go on other people's sports shows, and then okay. they're constantly just waving at each other and you know interrupting each other's shows to be like, "What up, dude?" It's it's um, Adam Shine's yelling out, "My guy!" all over the place. My guy. Yeah, you know. So that's that's what's happening here. This this might be your broadcasting Achilles. B- me being here. No, 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 no. Because I'm you distracted. Are- yeah, you are you are easily distracted. You do not work well in an environment where other things are going on. Sort of like I figure it like the way like how annoyed you get and how you can't get by it that if you hear a ding on my phone mm-hmm. that like it stops all of your thinking. No. Like it shuts you down and that's all you concentrate is on the ding. That's true, and, but but like that's that's built in here. It's part of the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Is like if you can't if you you can't deal with anything but silence. That and is so true. like when I hear when I hear it was somebody yelling in the background like hey Joe you got the pizzas which is what it sounds like he was saying I don't know what was it does really yeah going it's on. it's I think that's Tori Holt and uh, Solomon Wilcots right now okay uh, but, I'm right next to NFL Radio got it so so I can understand where this is probably mentally like just how distracted you get when you hear a beep on my phone or something going on in my house I can imagine this is driving you. Nuts. Well, and, and also, it might be good practice for you. Uh, it's not driving me nuts as far as I'm just sitting here looking at all this Super Bowl stuff, and I'm realizing that I don't know what all these fucking people are going to do for the next five days. Because in my, like, we could talk about the game for 10 minutes now. I could tell you everything I think about it, and then we'd still have six days until the game. <laughs> and they're, they're going to take every thread of this game and break it down and that is just going to be all anyone talks about for the next week radio row is probably the single most boring place on the planet right now Did, well i disagree right now in this moment yeah. with no one here yeah. sure i mean listen if you're an nfl fan if you're like hardcore nfl that's your spot I disagree. but if you're like if you're anyone else that has a normal life radio row is the equivalent of the nfl draft no it's not Yes, Ra- it is. there's uh, when there's guests and celebrities. It's it's a there's no way to say this without sounding like I'm some type of uh, 50s talk show host. But it's a happening place to be. It's uh, there's a lot that goes on here. Yeah, but it's very it's very specific to one thing. It's like it's the Star Trek convention of sports. All right. But it's the, the one thing is the biggest media property in the fucking country. Yeah, but but like you get what I'm saying. Like the subject is very. It's not. Yeah, but like, that, that's not even what every every guest is not talking specifically about the Super Bowl. They're they're coming in there. They're hawking energy drinks and and you know whatever and M and M's and and it's really just I, every year. Like remember Bill Romanowski, that's psychopath who played in the NFL. Every year he has like a smoothie company. He comes around and hands out smoothies. Right, I understand, but what I'm saying is much in the same way that somebody who went to a Star Trek convention, mm. like, is going to be there for one purpose. Yeah, there might be, you know, to get somebody laid. Dre- yeah, there might be, mm. you know, like somebody dressed up as Quark handing out beverages, but I mean, I guess know. I just think this is a lot more glitz and glamour, especially being in Los Angeles. And let me tell you, I've had quite a time in Los Angeles already. 
I, dude, I was watching your your Instagram yesterday. You were all over the place. So here's here's what here is. Let me take you through my weekend. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to do like the the arch overview and tell me what you did because there's certain things I have very specific questions. About. So yeah, I'm gonna start on Saturday though, and okay. and this is this is definitely one of those things where. I am very lucky to have the job that I have because it was just a very fun weekend. And it, it, my wife, you know, Sarah's at home with Simone. And yeah. I would call her and she'd be like, what are you doing now? And I'd be like, well, I'm doing this, this. And eventually she was just like, fuck you. Like, it just, <laughs> you left me yeah, home like, in the snow with this baby. And I was like, it's my job. I felt like she was mad at me. I mean, I know she wasn't, but I, no, I definitely is, felt like it was my fault. Is this a work day or a day off? Today or the days no, I'm telling you? No, the day we're about to describe. They're all kind of a merge. I mean, it was mostly a day off, but there's uh-huh. stuff going on all the time. I mean, I'm, it, the way I look at it is when You're I'm out here. phone calls. Yeah, and I'm out here to work, so I can't really be like, oh, I'm bit Like, I can't. You can't tell someone, oh, I'm busy today. It's like, why? You flew all yeah. the way out here. What, what else would you be doing? No, no, it makes sense. It's it's you're on a you're on an extended work trip, but this would normally be your day off. It's your day off, but since you are on the work trip, if there's a fire, you are dispatched to put it out. Yeah. So That's fair. Uh, Saturday, here was the cool like the coolest thing I've ever done. I went to watch John Mayer rehearse with his new band. Okay. I went to that. They were, they were in a recording studio somewhere, like a, like a soundstage in Los Angeles. And, it, you know, the whole setup for the tour was there, all the musicians and everything. And then it was just me on a couch. And I just <laughs> watched a private concert, more or less, by John Mayer. Did John, like, turn to you between songs and, like, explain how he wrote them? Like, sort of like <laughs> no. you would normally in a what? concert, but he's, like, looking you deeply yeah, in No, the it eyes. wasn't, like, my own personal storytellers. I was really there because, you know, the band's getting ready. We have the uh, Sirius XM Pandora small stage series here in L.A. with John Mayer. So they were getting, they were rehearsing. They were getting the songs together. And let me tell you, that's going to be an awesome broadcast. So everyone should uh, check it out when they can. It's on... Um, it's live on the 9th at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Channel 28 in the Spectrum. And then you can see, you know, the video stuff I'm hosting with John and Andy Cohen and some stuff on Saturday the 12th at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on live.pandora.com. But uh, okay. to, to go and be at, at, like, it was like visiting John Mayer at the office on some level. You know, like, I, I was well, just you like... Were. You were. You were definitely in his I office. was just a mouse. I just sat there quietly and then I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Because the other thing is, since they're working, you don't, like, clap and shit when they're done right. playing. So I'm just yeah. like, good, good. I was doing a lot of, uh, like, head nodding. It was just like, yeah. Did they acknowledge your presence? Or were you just pretty much somebody who was there and they're like, okay, we're just going to pretend he's not? No, I mean, there's people sitting all over. It's not like there's... It wasn't just you. It, it, well, I-, I was the only one that didn't work for the tour. But yeah, but there was, I mean, like, so, so of, of, um, staff, let's call them, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of support, supporting staff. Yeah, like staff. the tour manager, John's assistant, things like that. The, the, the sound engineer. So, yeah. you know, somebody to set up the mic. How many, how many people were hanging around? I don't know, maybe like 11. 11. Okay. Okay. And so you weren't, you weren't like, it, what, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, it wasn't me on one side of the room and then nine other people in the other corner. It, there, there were other people, but I was the only person yeah, you, you that blended in. Yeah, got it. So that happened. That's awesome. Were they good? The band was fantastic. The 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 band. There was like some legendary dudes in this band. There's guys that played with you know Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. There's Pino Palladino from the John Mayer Trio. Plays with the, the Who and the um. There's there's uh one of the guys played in 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 Toto. The band okay. rules. The band is okay. fucking amazing. Oh, that's awesome. So after that, I went to a Knicks game. I actually left that to go to a Knicks, uh, not a, a Knicks-Lakers game. Okay, and, I was going to say, yeah, you're in L.A. Flew, why would you, uh, yeah, why would you go to see the Knicks yeah, yeah, yeah. lose in Los Angeles? So I did that. Then the next day is where things got particularly wild. Uh, uh, Ryan, you're a NASCAR fan, right? I, 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 you, when I was growing up, uh, my family was very into it. I'm not as much these days, but I, I casually check in every once in a while. I was among your kind at the Los Angeles Coliseum because— No, you weren't. There was nobody there. There was there. It really didn't seem that crowded. It was the least sparsely attended NASCAR event I've ever seen in my life, and I and, and I understand why, but we'll go into that. But go ahead. So, so they put a track inside the L.A. Coliseum. 
they 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 took a, something like 41 days and a, you know a ton of money and they put an actual NASCAR track inside the stadium and that's where they did this thing called the Clash which is like their all-star thing or like it's like the an exhibition kickoff right to their season right you say that unsure that's what it is correct? no that's that is yeah it's always that's the traditional sort of i mean the daytona 500 is the is the big start but this always happens before okay so there's that and there's it's just an exhibition there's heats there's you know different guys it's i don't know it's like racing I, i'd never been to a it was silly event. it's 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 a yeah the, the, this one's a little like like the half race break is is something that i never i'm like what is going on here? from nascar I went to the horse racing track. Yes. Did that for a bit. From there. Which the way you the way you transitioned into social media, you showed yeah. the, 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 the the Coliseum with the with the track, the NASCAR track, and then you showed it on television and panned over and you were at a different track. Yes. Like, whoa. It was very fancy. It's very fancy whoa. because we left the NASCAR race when I decided, yeah, I've seen enough. I get it. I understand what this is. And then from from the uh, from the horse racing track closed off the day at another basketball game this time the clippers and milwaukee bucks so kind of pulled a triple header yesterday yeah you of did. of stuff sports so okay uh, i NASCAR. have lots of questions yeah i have lots of questions hit me with them uh, lots of i was because uh, i tried to turn it on for a little bit right mm-hmm. and i and, and and listen i i guess i applaud them for trying right but isn't it sort of like the Tennessee Titans saying that they're going to put a field inside the Bluebird Cafe and play there? I mean, I guess. It, 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 it didn't fit. So you didn't like it? No. It, dude, it was fucking awful. I turned it on for one second, and I'm like, this is like racing in L.A. traffic. They're going two miles an hour. This track is way too small. Even for like all the short tracks that are on the NASCAR circuit, I felt like this one was even just. I think ridiculous. it was a quarter mile track. I mean, I guess what's what, which is what how big Martinsville is. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's an exhibition. It's supposed to be. Now they said that seventy percent of the people that bought tickets to this thing had never been to a NASCAR race before. So they're clearly just trying to grow the brand with this idea. Yeah, but it's a bad way to grow the brand. It's like watching an NFL game inside the Bluebird Cafe. There's just not enough room. It's not what an NFL game is. Like, it, 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 it didn't work. I, to me, at least even as a casual, like, this is, this is the reason I quit watching NASCAR. Why they got too crazy stunty. with stuff? Yeah, well, they see, get too stunty. They get too cute. They're always like, there's always these that like it's too fucking confusing. Dare dare I say NASCAR? I found to be incredibly boring and always have. You're basically rooting for them to crash. That's the only no, time there's action. You didn't you didn't do it right. No, no, no. I'm saying this is why I've never been able to get into NASCAR. There, yeah, you know, but, otherwise, you're just like, oh, there they go, just going round and round and round. But you didn't take my advice. Which was what? I said, I said, you need to do that. I said, you need to get a radio, and you didn't. Because I wasn't even there that long. What is it? What it is it? You get matter. a radio, like, and you sit in the that, stands, and you... That's, that's why you think you're only going round and round and round, is because you didn't have the audio track. It's like watching a movie with, the, with no audio. Yeah, it's, it's just, here's the thing. It, I didn't know where they were. It was really hot. I knew I was only going to be there for a little bit. And ultimately, right. I just didn't care. It was not okay. an environment that lent itself to to my enjoyment got it i mean it it it, it looked like the, the the one thing with it is nascar races can be very rowdy mm-hmm. like fans get really into it people are loud people are drunk this looked like the lamest nascar race it ever. felt lame at least when i was there and granted i wasn't there for the main event so maybe it got a little better but i, I it it felt odd also, yeah. let me just say, if you and I want to make some extra money, have we considered designing Let's Go Brandon shirts? Because apparently they sell a fucking ton of them. <laughs> At the NASCAR event? Yeah. Well, that's was, because they can't sell Confederate like, like flags if, if, anymore. If they you, needed something else to replace it with. It, I was walking around that place. You would have thought Let's Go Brandon was playing in the Super Bowl with the amount of gear that was collected at one place. <laughs> I was like, Okay. You're so clever. I see what's happening. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, it just, what's also bizarre to me about NASCAR is how you can 
go see the cars and the drivers and shit before they go race. And again, as I've always talked about NASCAR, you know, it's like the try not to die sport. And so there's these guys that, you know, need to be focused and go out and try and not crash into a wall at 100 miles an hour. Or in this case, it was like 60 because of how small the track was. But you can just like talk to them. Like You can't hang out on the field with Tom Brady before the game. It's bizarre. Dude, when I was a kid, and I used to go to races when I was a kid, we would go to breakfast, and we would be in Shoney's, and Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace would be across the fucking Shoney's eating scrambled eggs off the buffet. It's wild. It's a we. It's a it's a weird sport. Like I don't think it's like that as much anymore. But it's like it's still a weird sport. Like there's there's even back in the day, you hear my dad and his friends like talking about going places and getting drunk with Richard Petty the night before the race. See, that's that's very odd to me. Yeah, but I, it, that's that's kind of the way of the sport. And you know how another way you could tell, like right away, within like a second, I turned on the race and I knew that it wasn't a NASCAR crowd. Why? Like it, it just was. It was so instantaneous. I'm like, these are all new people. But isn't that what you want? Yeah, I guess it is. But it, it was because where they were sitting, everyone was sitting in the fucking front row. Well, that's the way. First of all, it's a football stadium. It's not a racetrack. No, but it was a racetrack because they turned it into a racetrack. And NASCAR is different. The best seats in NASCAR are the highest ones. Well, I had great high seats. I was in the 300 level, which if you've never been to the L.A. Coliseum, I don't know how people get drunk at that place and don't die all the time. (laughs) Falling? Yeah, there's there's you got to walk up like just huge staircases to get where you're going. Oh, and it's probably old, so there's no elevators or escalators. Correct. They weren't invented yet. Yeah, probably. Like, Roman times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you can tell because, like, when, when, when I turned on the TV, because I'm like, oh, Mark's there. I'll watch it for a second. See if I see Mark. Because, <laughs> you know, I'll see you. And, and, and I, it, like, the top of, of the entire Coliseum, it looked like a baseball game where, like, a midseason baseball game where there's nobody in the upper deck. Yeah, but you turned it on again three hours before the main event. It doesn't matter. Three hours before the main event, those the, the upper deck should have been full and the bottom should have been empty. No one sits at the front in, 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 at a NASCAR but, race. But also, like, to be clear, you're the, it, it's not general admission. Yeah, but you still like, I, all right, but who's buying the tickets? Like, still, when you bought the tickets, you're like, oh, I'll buy the close ones. I also, though, when I was in my high up seat, I was like, I wish I had close seats. No, 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 because all you see is a blur. It's loud as fuck down there. You see a blur. You're just breathing in exhaust. You can't, you can't see the race because you, when, they're, when they're directly in front of you, they're going too fast to, to make any acknowledgement of what's happening. You have to see them on the backstretch opposite of you. All right. I, I still just, it was fine. I just can't imagine. People got so fired up for it, and it, it's just, it's boring as shit. It's so boring. I, I think you would have, you would have, if you had a radio and could hear the drivers, be like, "Ah, oh, fuck! What do they do? They're just like, I got the clutch. Like, what? what yeah. How does it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, some, some of them, some of them are very precise and calculated, and and don't talk a lot, and and you sort of in like, and then you got other ones out there. That motherfucker! If you, like, if you, <laughs> if I was driving a car, I would just be screaming for four hours straight, just oh. in fear. And I, they all have high pitched southern accents. Look, I I thought it was fine. The one thing I would like to say about my NASCAR experience is all you NASCAR fans out there, what the fuck are you wearing? What are you? Every piece of clothing is hideous. Every piece of clothing is like the cover of a rat album. Like, I don't, it's just, and, and I know we've talked about you don't like wearing brands on your clothes and whatever, Uh but these people. They take it to another level. In like, what way? It's one thing to be a fan of the New England Patriots, right? Uh-huh. It's just bizarre to me that if you're a fan of a NASCAR driver, you're also like, I guess I love FedEx. It's just, it's companies <laughs> that, that make no, like, what the fuck? If you're a Kyle Busch fan, you have to wear M&M garb everywhere yes. you go. Yeah. <laughs> What? Also, you know that those those spray paint shirts they like make at the mall. Yes, I feel like half the clothes look like that quality yeah. of. Yeah. It, well, but it, you you walked through all the merch trailers, right? Okay, so here's the other thing. 
I mean, that's a scene when okay. you walk through the merch trailers. They only had one because oh, of they had no God. space. I heard that that was a thing. That's a thing, yeah. I, I it, usually what? usually it's like a little merch city that there'll be like rows and rows of trailers yeah. set up that follow the tour and you know follow the NASCAR tour and and they're there to sell the T-shirts and everyone's there to buy the merch. It, it's just so Why? ugly though. It's so ugly. Oh, but people love to buy it. I know, but like an Ally Bank. What 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 would I? Why? There's stuff that if you give me for free, <laughs> I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. yeah. Nope, people pay to wear it. And it's all that, like, big lettering and just, it's just so ugly. Like, there's, there was a, my, my uh, co-worker who loves NASCAR, he was wearing this shirt that was, like, camouflage. It was, but it was made out of, like, Under Armour material, and it also had his favorite driver on it. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life, and he was by far one of the better dressed people at this event. <laughs> You don't know who the driver was? No, I have no idea. Hold on, I'm trying to find a list of who some of the official um, team sponsors are. Oh, I can tell you, I, I I saw the cars. I took a video of all the cars, and so um, there's there's HendrickCars.com. There's Napa. There's well, Leaf Filter. Okay. Pennzoil. Yeah. Um, like like. <laughs> Just it's so funny to be like, oh, who do you love? It's like I love Applebee's. That's Mark Zito's car, and I love Riblets. Like, what do you do when the sponsors switch? You're just left with all this crap. Yeah, and some dude sometimes drivers, you know, will switch sponsors from race to race if you're not really good. Some stupid satellite radio company sponsored a car, right? The Sirius XM car, but but the but the the announcers say it that way too. In the Pennzoil Chevy, <laughs> I remember. I remember, like, I'm trying to think from my childhood. I remember DuPont. Um, that was Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon, the Rainbow Warriors or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Dale Earnhardt was Goodwrench. Yeah. Goodwrench. And then at one point they changed the front of the car and it said plus on it. I don't remember what that had to do with I anything. I don't remember that, yeah. Um, uh, who else had a car? I don't know. <sighs> do, do, what was your favorite car growing up? Well, I was I was a Dale Earnhardt fan growing up. Mm. Day, I told you Dale Earnhardt was the first adult that ever cursed at me. Oh yeah, you have said that. Said <clears throat> yeah. What, what? The, we were we were at, they they did like um, they would drivers would go off and do these like exhibition races at dirt tracks, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on the day before a race or something like that. So we went to one up near where I lived and it was you know there was like 10 drivers or whatever that came down from a race and they were racing on the dirt track and they did an autograph session beforehand and Dale was signing the back of my shirt and I sneezed and he said fucking hold still kid and I'd never had an adult curse at me before did you cry no I didn't cry but that was my hero and he, he cursed at me what year was this I, I, I would have been like 10 years old I, mean, I remember I was, you turned around and you said Mr. Earnhardt you made an enemy for life, and that's when you, and that's when you dedicated your life to building walls. And years later, he got his. Oh, All right, here here's some of the, some of the sponsors, I guess, that, that for this year. Um, Blue Green Vacations. What blue is that? Emu. Could you? I don't know, but could blue you? Blue Green. Blue. You no. Know, could you? Could you be the Blue Emu car? You've got the Pain Cream car. You've got the Pain Cream. There's a cream called You've Got Pain? No, no. Blue Emu is like a pain cream. Okay. Okay. Blue Emu. What else we got? Um, uh, let's see. Sure. Safety Let's Keen. do this. Let's just talk about the sponsors of NASCAR teams. Dixie Vodka. Okay. Dixie, Dixie Vodka or Dixie whatever. That's some Tony Stewart thing because they had that around the track. Yeah. And it was like Tony Stewart's, uh, it's, it's like his terrible... Uh, I don't know if it's terrible, actually. It's just like everyone has a hard seltzer. Why don't we have a hard seltzer? This is happening seltzer? Yeah. Everyone uh, else should. does. Yes. We should. What flavor would you want it to be? Oh, um, boysenberry. I don't know. <laughs> elderberry. I oh. want it to be elderberry so you, it can no. feel medicinal. <laughs> no, for a minute, I thought you wanted to, I thought you wanted to market to the, to the gay market. The, <laughs> okay. Boysenberry. Actually, yeah. actually, an idea 
yes, we have hard seltzers that are specifically targeting, like, you know, um, the gay community. And there's boysenberry hard hard seltzer. Yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs) I think that could work. It actually could work. Just be like, hey, we'd have to do interviews. Be like, so when did you decide to make... Uh, gay seltzer, and you're like, uh, I don't know. It just kind of came to us. We we're wordplay, and they were like, so you guys are both gay. Be like, no, 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 no. only just... for the seltzer. <laughs> uh, what are some other sponsors? PNC Bank. Okay. Sunoco. Now, do you think that there are people who are big enough fans that like they only uh, bank at PNC? Yeah, cause because they, I love whoever drives Absolutely. this car. Absolutely. Oh God. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll just do one more. A pit boss. I don't even know what that is. DraftKings. Draft. Okay. And, DraftKings is like a company I've heard of at least. Yeah, that makes sense. See, now it makes yeah. sense to me. Pennzoil. Like that's a sponsorship that makes sense. It's cars. You You need stuff for cars. So oh, I like. Sh- Sugarland Shine. Sh- what is that? I have no idea. They sponsor a car. See, there should be... We should also sponsor a car. The This Is Happening car? No, it would be the Boysenberry car, dude. We're gonna. How else are we going to sell the seltzer? <laughs> That's also clearly a market. And you, that I think, Sugarland, Sugarland Shine is moonshine. Okay. Do you think the NASCAR community would like Boysenberry hard seltzer? Not the NASCAR community, no. But you would definitely make a lot of noise... By sponsoring a car because Boys they would noise. hate it, yeah, they yeah. would hate it so much that I think, um, and and then you're you're targeting you're targeting the group that already dislikes NASCAR. So when NASCAR says that they dislike it, that group's gonna go by. This it. is good. Do we have any other other ideas for flavors or just we're stuck on boysenberry? Just boysenberry. Yeah. Huh. All right. Okay. We'll come up with another one later. <laughs> Daddy juice. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I did that. And then I went to a horse racing track. Do you have any other NASCAR questions for me? I'm kind of an expert now. No, no that's pretty much okay. it. Okay. I, I, I covered it. Do the Knicks and the, in, in the Knicks, the Lakers and the Clippers play in the same place, right? They do. They do. So they turn the arena around in one day? They do, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Well, really what I've noticed they do is they cover it with a bunch of, like, fabric things that then they just take down and put up other ones. So wait, so it's it's so so it's basically a Lakers arena, but much like a deli that just has new ownership, they throw sheets over the Lakers banners. In certain areas, yes. That's exactly okay. what happens. Yes. <laughs> the Clippers are building a new home though. Steve Ballmer, the billionaire owner of the Clippers, has promised a basketball mecca which will open in 2024 in Inglewood. So until then, they'll they'll keep doing this whole uh, we both play in the same arena thing. It was always a big deal. I, there was a couple times when I lived in Baltimore that I remember that Steve Ballmer would bring his yacht to Baltimore and everyone would be like, have you seen Steve Ballmer's yacht? I, it's so weird how as society that frequently happens where, right? where there'll, there'll be something like that. Like They'll be like, anytime we're in St. Martin, there's a rumor about a big ship there. They're always like, that's, a, that's, Steve, that's the boat Steve Jobs had made. It's Steve Jobs' boat. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, well, it can was, I go inside? No? All right, cool. It Great. was always a little more significant that it was Steve Ballmer because he spells his name like everybody pronounces the city. Okay. If you're from Baltimore, you say Ballmer. Hey, yeah, I'm from Ballmer. You do? A lot of people do, yeah. Why? It's like, like that's, that's, it's just the accent. It's, how people it's also like not the it. name of the city, though. Yeah, it's, but it's the accent. It's just it's sort, of, sort of how people say it. <laughs> By the way, um, my friend I'm asked. By the way, I, I, I understand. I see that. I, I caught that, but I want to stop on Bal- Baltimore for a second. Okay. My friend was like, "You guys should have Brady Anderson on," and I was just like, "I don't." Okay, I guess. <laughs> like, do you want to talk about but Orioles baseball, Brady Anderson? I mean, I guess. Can we have Cecil Fielder on after that? Well, I was just like, like they're, they're I, I just going to go back to random old players. Brady seems very cool, but I feel like I would just be like, hey, remember that year you hit fifty home runs? That was cool. Probably were. I, I don't want to say for sure we're using steroids, but I guess be I would like ass- the Chris Farley show would assume that you were. Uh, so when you talk about yachts, what are you talking about? Bezos? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. No, the the we were going to talk about this last week, but the story got better. 
I thought we I thought we talked about it. Did we? If we did, it was really brief about how he's he's having a yacht built yeah. in Rotterdam, yeah, and they have to disassemble a bridge to get it down this canal into the ocean, mm-hmm. and everyone's really pissed because it's like a you know historic landmark bridge. And now uh, the Dutch are saying that if they do dismantle the bridge for Jeff's yacht, that they're going to be ready um, with a a slew of rotten eggs. Okay. What would that even do to the yacht, though? I would assume, one, you're going to have to give it a serious bath. Okay. Do you think it's not like Jeff Bezos himself is going to have to fucking wash the yacht? But if if it really is thousands of people, like they say, it's not going you, to be. You don't think it will how, be? Okay. Also, how how much do you people love a bridge that you gotta go and be like? No, 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 no. It's not. How much do you love a bridge? Is it how much do you hate rich people? Yeah, it's how much do you hate rich people? What do you chuck roads? I, I I'm just I saying just... that's that's where it, if they were saying that they were taking down the bridge because they're building a skyscraper in Rotterdam and they need the elevator shaft to get through, mm-hmm. nobody would blink an eye. Nobody would like, oh well, that's that's kind of cool. But since but it's... In... yes, so I actually heard that the mayor. I thought I saw a news story where the mayor's like, that's not true. We're not taking down the bridge. But that seems like it would be a real problem because if they're building this thing and they, they need the room, like somebody, <laughs> they should know if they're going to take the bridge down or not because how so. else are you going to get the boat through? You'd think so. But yeah, it would, it would, I, it could, I think it would smell up the yacht a little bit. Like if you got some of them, like, I don't know that you can wash that stink away. Is, are you, you allowed? Are you allowed to just throw rotten eggs at things if you decide in mass that you're gonna do it? No, I mean that's definitely vandalism. I'm sure if one person was doing it, you would get arrested for some form of vandalism. But if thousands of people do it, what are they gonna do? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a horrible lesson to learn. It is, but it's 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 pretty true. That I is mean, true. Like, it's 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 sort of like what was the the whole you know Conk Republic thing in in um in in Key, Key West. West. I mean they kicked the army out. Yeah. So, you know, you can get away with it. All right. Do you, would you, when, when are they planning to do this? Like, like how, how long, what do you know about the bridge process? How do you take down a bridge? Are they going to put it back up? Yeah, they'll put it back up. They just have to dismantle it. But, but because it's such uh, a landmark, everyone's. Is it a landmark? Do you even, like, it's just an old bridge, right? Yeah. Who cares? I've decided I don't care. You see, and that's what I'm saying is if it was for a construction project somewhere in the city, no one would care. No one would blink an eye. This shit happens all the time. But because it's for this super rich guy's ridiculously stupid yacht, everyone's like, no, fuck you. So do you, well, do you have a problem with, like, if, here's, here's the thing. If Bezos is going to pay for it, which I imagine he has to. And, you know, I think he should probably have to pay some type of donation to the city. Doesn't doesn't everyone win? The Dutch city has received a request from the local shipbuilder to remove the central section of the historic Koningshaven Bridge that the, so the super yacht can sail to sea. Rotterdam officials said the shipbuilder still needs to apply for a permit. The city said it would consider the preservation of the bridge's structure along with the impact on the environment and local economy, including jobs, the shipbuilding industry, before approving the permit. Hmm. So they're in the permit process. I see a headline that says, here's the boat that won't bring Jeff Bezos' hair or wife back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the mayor for the city has not agreed to temporarily dif- disassemble the bridge. By the way, the bridge was built in 1927. I got to be honest, something has to be at least 100 years old for me to be like, oh, what a thing. That's not I mean, even that 90, old. 95 is, you're right, Betty White outlived the bridge. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I don't think I'd have a problem with this. I mean, it's more just proof that when you're rich, you can get whatever you want at all times. Yeah, why don't you just, just take the boat apart? Take the boat apart. That's the whole bridge. thing. Obviously, they, they would have thought of that first. I guess. You would think. Who cares? What, 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 oh, speaking of travel. Yeah, that's what I was just going to. I'm like, Mark, you're reading my mind. Yeah. When a topic dies, you just move on. <laughs> um, 
Frontier Airlines and Spirit Airlines are merging, apparently, creating okay. the fifth biggest airline in the country. I mean, you want to talk about a real peep and pee and poo merger? There's These two airlines. companies. Well, the fifth largest one, I guess. So, so, so wait. There was so what was before there was sixth airlines. So what? Frontier was the sixth largest airline, and then they combined with Spirit, and so Spirit stays the same as five. No, what? What are you fucking talking about? No, they could have both been. Is there? I don't know, but they could have been eight and nine, and when you add um, them together, they make five. I, I, I don't know how they I, judge can you this. Name eight airlines: American, Delta. Um, United, United, JetBlue. JetBlue. Is this is this show today where we just list things that are things? The, the li- well, you're very distracted, so we, we're keeping it simple. All right. Yeah, so there's <laughs> Delta, there's Je- United, there's American, there's JetBlue. Southwest. Southwest. Um, then there's like a bunch of smaller ones like Alaska. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, those. that's what I'm saying. Is, Frontier. Is there, there's, there's no more airlines anymore. Frontier only- Spirit. Uh, there's there's like some newer ones that are like smaller regional services. So it's like cell phone carriers. Yeah. It's yeah. the same. But this is like this is like reading a story that Boost Mobile decided to merge with uh, two Cricket. cups attached to a string. Like I mean, <laughs> it's just the these they were the worst airlines in the world. Frontier was the one of the worst airline experiences I've just. Ever when did had. you fly Frontier and why? I, I flew because it was a re- dude. It was a forty-five dollar ticket or something like that. Yeah, that should be a, a clear indicator. That means there's going to be a problem. Problem. And I was, I was, and I was, I was out west, and it was like the only direct flight. Like it was, it was like I was in Denver or something, and going. I, I forget exactly why, but I remember having a thing that they. It was something in the way they charged me that they ended up doing it right and they refunded it. But it was just in like a really weird way that they like charged my ticket twice and then refunded me for it or something like that. And I was really pissed at it. I, I more just think Frontiers like Frontier has notices up. I always look at the the, you know, if I'm at my gate and there's a Frontier one across or Spirit. And I'm always just like those poor motherfuckers because not. Not actually poor, but I mean, just the way they're being treated. Where's a sign that's like, "Hey, uh, do you have a carry-on? You gotta pay. Guess what? <laughs> Can't bring your shit with you." Well, you know that I've always said that that's the way they need to do it anyway. They've got it in reverse. What do you mean? You should be able to check your bags, and you should be paying for your carry-ons. So, in your mind, you're paying for the convenience of not having to put your shit. Yeah, you should. Well, because. <sighs> Half the people don't get their carry-on now because everyone abuses the rules, right? They're like, they have that little box that your carry-on's supposed to fit in, yet everyone brings the old-school Louis Vuitton footlocker and expects it to go in the overhead. And, and I think that they should regulate it more. I think that they should be measuring people's bags as you're going to board. And I Dude, think they, should... they try that. Also, that's just that's just a necessary evil of air tra- travel. I don't want to get into a point, get to a point where they're, you know, regulating even more shit on a flight. It's it's unbearable to fly as it is. No, you know, I was listening to uh, to your former show the other day, the, the Bennington show. Mm hmm. My former uh, show is the Ron and Fest show. Benson show is a totally different program. The the okay the uh, Ron and successor. a nice girl named Gail. Name it. Yeah, but you know it, R- run it, it. it comes from the same. It comes from the same. Yeah. Thing. Well, anyway, what were they saying? Uh, that 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 air travel is no different from the bus. In, in what sense? Uh, especially Spirit and Frontier. But if you're if you're on, uh, I'll go with American on this. American Spirit and Frontier, like in far as, insofar as comfort, um, can the people who are around you, the craziness and just insanity, the we don't give a fuck about you, um, duck and roll when it's time to get out for your destination. Airlines like <laughs> Air, Greyhound and and American Airlines are the same. Uh, in the Frontier Spirit merger. I mean, I, I don't think American, by the way, I mean, American's shitty, right? But it's not even in the same class as Spirit and Frontier. No. Spirit and Frontier, name, headquarters, and CEO still to be determined. I wonder if they're going to change the name of the airline. They, they should just, like, name it, you pay for everything. On a, on a Spirit flight, I don't even think there's free, I don't think you get free drinks. That's fine. 
I don't know. You should get. You should if you buy an airline ticket. I think there's the expectation that you get a a cup of soda. I right, do a fifty cent cup of fucking Hello? Coca-Cola. I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 What happened? I don't know. I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you not hmm. hear me? I can hear you. Hello. I can hear you. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Hello. Hey, got me. You can hear me. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I just I don't know what happened. I just heard nothing. <laughs> Could you hear me being um, like hello? Hello. Why do I sound like such an idiot the minute we're like I'm just like like also today they were asking me how to I guess I'll just leave this in we're live I don't know I I uh the today when I would plug in the headsets and stuff they'd be like all right give me a ten count and I would just go. Talk, 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 and then realize that I had been given a clear objective, and then would be like, "Oh, uh, one, Failed. two, three, four. So, no, dude, I don't care at all about the fifty cent cup of soda. Like, like, this is sort of like we've talked about this in apartments before and amenities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I do not care about how beautiful your lobby is. That you have free coffee in the lobby and a free gym and a pool. I don't want fucking mice in my apartment. Okay, so really what you've done... And and so I don't care if you give me a free soda and I get the the in-flight magazine, I would like eight extra inches of space to put my legs. Yeah, but of of course, but they can give you... They make... It's just they're distracting you with this other shit. However... Yeah, but you've also proven your your, your point. You've proven your own point. Where you say like, oh, it's just like the the bus or whatever. You yeah. you want ultimately you want to just get to your destination, so you're fine with putting up with all that shit, right? right. Yes, but if you have other options, you don't pick it. What do you mean? You don't pick air travel? No, you don't pick that airline. Like like like, dude. I'm oh, I've never. With- I, I flew Spirit Airlines one time. It was the worst. I would fl- I would connect. Rather than fly Spirit Airlines. I, what I'm saying is that I don't care about the amenities. I want a comfortable flight. Of course. Right? And, and, and there's, they don't offer it. They, they, are they the worst. do. You have to no, pay for comfort. No, you can't pay for comfort. You like, certainly can. Uh, I don't think. Like, it, there's no first class. There is. Not on Frontier. Oh, oh, we're talking about those shitty airlines? Yeah, yeah no. No, you no, can't no, it's pay, fucking like, garbage. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care that they don't have any of the amenities and that you're paying for the little things, that you're paying to get your bag on, and that you're like, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me is that, like, you, you, it's like literally being crammed into a cardboard box. Yeah. Their seats are so small. That's true. Anyway, they're merging. They're creating, you know, just the worst possible airline you have to imagine. I'm sure I'm sure people who invest in the airline industry will love it because it's like what type of shit can we feed the general public for for, you know, the same amount of money but just less and less and less. How long before an airline announces it's going to be like um what's going to be the right sleep air or like med air or something like that and they're going to put you into like uh, uh, anesthesia. That's it. Anesthesia. You, you, what? You're saying they'll they'll actually drug you? And yeah, put they'll you put to you sleep? under anesthesia and then just like stack you up in cots, sort of like in in cargo containers and put you underneath. This just sounds like you're talking about every scenario where there's some situation <laughs> where humans have to escape Earth. You know how they're always like, okay, we're on a we're, we we're gonna cryogenically freeze ourselves, and then they always wake up. Yeah early not, in the movie we're not far off they're gonna start like knocking us out so they can cram us in airline airplanes more other than like the sheer amount of drugs you'd have to take to do that i'd be fine with it mm. right i don't know i, I would like i'm just like a comfortable plane i like the I idea would, of I your would, you I know would. living morgue situation that you've <laughs> I would rather drive, actually, to tell you the truth. No. See, absolutely, I would never rather drive. The cool thing about planes is, you know, you feel no matter what time it is, it's okay to drink. You definitely don't feel yes. that in a in a car. No. It's always 5 o'clock on a plane. It's just, yeah, like one time I had red wine at 9.40 in the morning. <laughs> felt ridiculous. <laughs> but I did it. Can I have a vodka soda? 9 a.m.? Doesn't matter. Does Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, why is that? I guess some people need it to sleep. 
Yeah. It helps me sleep a little bit. I can understand that. Okay. Well, then, cool. I guess that works. <laughs> what else is going on? So, okay, there's a couple different things we can talk about here. <clears throat> we can talk about uh, the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know how much, you know, with, with all you at live sporting events, I don't know how much Olympics you've been able to Yeah, let's, let's hold on the Olympics till tomorrow. Um, there's a couple kids who tried to be Spider-Man. What'd they do? Tell me the story. There's, there's uh, three kids. This happened in Bolivia. Okay. And I might be getting their ages wrong, but I, the, the, the range is right. Okay. They okay. were like, they were like nine, 11 and 12 or like eight, 10 and 13. All right. right. They're, they're in that age range that there's three kids and they decided that they wanted to be Spider-Man. So they, uh, found a black widow and tried to get bit and the black widow wouldn't bite it. So they started poking it with a stick until all three of them got bit. Um, that thinking must hurt that a lot, right? Also, that, does, isn't the black widow, like, isn't that the bad spider? That's the one that's yeah. bad. Yeah. What happens the, when you get bit? Well, they suffered, um, from fevers, uh, convulsions, Mm. and body aches and were hospitalized for a week mm. that's a long ass time Are that's supposed- a long time is that is that is that just like underdeveloped healthcare, or does everyone get hospitalized for a week when you get bit by a black widow i don't i don't know if they were here if they would have been in the hospital for a week but i think for for several yeah i think for one way or the other it would have been a several day also recovery. are these children under the impression that that's literally all it takes to become spider-man wouldn't we yes. have a lot of spider-man flying around I don't want to uh, shit they, them too bad. I mean, they're children, but, <laughs> but but kids are stupid. Kids are stupid. What's the stupidest thing you did when you were a kid? The stupid. I rem- my grandparents had um, a giant retaining wall, mm-hmm. and uh, I da- jumped. And then off you were it. said, "God damn it, Taylor Hart, I will get you." <laughs> no, and I, I I took a leap off it, and that was that was. I remember how high down was going, it? It was probably like a ten foot high, high wall. Um, and I thought I was a Superman and I could jump. And, and, and I remember halfway down going, this was a really bad idea. Dude, yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? Did you get, like, injured? I, 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 was, I was, like, crying kid injured, but, like, walked away. I don't think any adult ever came to my aid. Um, but, like, like, there was no broken arms or anything. But that was like, yeah, never do that again. Uh, there's nothing worse than when you're falling and it's far farther than you thought it was going to be. Yep. And you have that realization. <laughs> Terrible times. <laughs> that was and then and then when I did um I didn't see it as stupid and I still don't think it, it was stupid, but the one time I did break a bone when I was a kid is that it wasn't windy and I had a brand new kite and I wanted the kite to fly. Mm. So I tried to drag it behind my bicycle and uh, I crashed my bike and broke my arm. Oh god. Yeah. I've uh, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm trying to think of stupid things I did as a kid. Are we going to... This is not... The only story that's springing to mind is not necessarily... I don't know if I'd consider myself a kid. And also, it's not really in the same vein as trying to make yourself Spider-Man. Right. But uh, do we consider age, like, let's say 15 to be a kid? Yeah. I guess we have to. So, my parents went out. We were in St. Martin. My parents went out, okay? And they left me alone in the room. And I was like, okay, all right. Do they have scrambled Playboy Channel in St. Mark? They have, yeah, it was like, I can, I can figure something out. <laughs> I end up using paper towel, okay? Which I'm like, well, what do I do with this now? You know, like, where do I put this? I put it in the toilet. This island toilet could not handle this paper towel i then clogged the toilet it's like it's fucked it's not working my parents come home they're like what's going on i was like i don't know i put toilet paper in here after i went to the bathroom i don't know it's broken for three days they have to get a plumber they end up removing the toilet and then finally they're like there's a shitload of paper towel in here and i am just like don't know how that happened and it took years for me to be like, yeah, I jerked off into the paper towel, and then I, ru- I literally broke a toilet. <laughs> so Island toilets, Mark. Anyway, Island, Island that's, uh, 
That's how I that went. It. I love it though that like it, it was it was the stupidest thing you ever. And I told you two ways that I injured myself, and you're like, "Well, I jerked." I jerked. Well, I, I mean, it was a stupid thing I did as a kid. I also thought no one would notice, <laughs> and the whole hotel staff knew about it. Yeah. There was one time I was in St. Martin, and I put an umbrella down and really pissed off my friends. How? Why? Is it me? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Oh, no, your giant umbrella on your balcony. Oh, yeah, you broke an entire, like, $2,000 umbrella. <laughs> I didn't. I just tried to, like, lower it. I didn't mean to break it. It's one of those, it was one of those, like, super big outdoor umbrellas that, you know, that are mad expensive. How come outdoor furniture is so expensive? Um, I is there think a reason? Because I, I don't know, but it really is crazy. Like a like a plastic set, a like couch set for your backyard can be like three grand. It's it's crazy. It's insane. I'm like, no, I'll just have a, a folding chair. And so there was this really expensive chair. umbrella that I thought we were gonna get charged for because Ryan insisted on like hanging on it to to get it down. It was I, why do we? What are you talking? About? I literally cranked it, and then did it go back up? No, I cranked it down and it went halfway and someone's like, put it back up. What are you doing? And I'm like, okay. And I tried to open it back up and it wouldn't go. Yeah. So then we couldn't even sit under it because it was like the half, you know, open, half yep. closed and yep. the table was useless. He fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. I really screwed up on that one. That was a, that was a bad one. Anyway, coming to the end of, uh, of this show here from Who? Radio Row that had exactly zero, you know, Radio Row related content. At least normally there's people around that you can pull on and have as guests. Yeah, let's do something. Who who right now is on Radio Row? There's like, no one like, here. Look around, look around and tell me who is the most famous person you see. I don't see anyone. Anyone? I'm telling you, like right now, there's nothing happening. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, like uh, I think, I think maybe... Pat McAfee's gonna be here soon. Our friend sometime Pat. This, sometime that week. I think Pat today. McAfee I think I see. Through. I think I see one of his producers. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's uh. That's it. Well, be, usually there's like at least some like you said retired player hawking an energy drink he, in there. Yeah, you would think there's. It's Monday before the game. People aren't even in town. I wanted to see here. I wanted to see Peter King here. I wanted Mike Florio to tell me that he had a new book out. That the, I wanted those type of radio road guests. Is, is, is this going to be a true Los Angeles Super Bowl and everyone's going to show up like Late? halfway through the yeah. Like, no, yeah, like halfway through that the halftime show? Yeah, this this radio row has the energy of everyone living in Los Angeles. There's no one here yet, but we know that they're on their way. Anyway, uh, Ryan, any thoughts before we uh, before we get out of here? I'm insanely jealous you're in California. I'm coming in a couple weeks. I wish I was there. Why are you? This the, the city is slammed. There's, there's traffic everywhere. It, you know how it works. I just it's. I'm looking outside and it's snowing right now, and I wish I was with you. I love the snow, and that sounded very romantic. By the way, <laughs> all right. Be here tomorrow. Bye.